0: Homo habilis, Homo erectus, and Homo sapiens. After thousands and thousands of years of evolution, we have a new discovery. Home sapiens has always been around. Places where we live are key to humans. From caves to huts and from houses to modern villas, our homes have been evolving with us. Is home sapiens fiction or reality? It is up to you to decide. So today we are going to have our conversation uh, about young people, with young people, and also people who have their own business, who started their own business and um, uh, have achieved something in life. My guest today, and I'm really very honored to have Linus Vahom, he is the CEO of the company Menpro. Systems Limited in Kenya. And he has been doing his business for a couple of years. So we have invited Linus to share some of the things that he has experienced and also talk about home and the meaning of home to him. Uh, Linus, uh, welcome to our
1: podcast. Thank you very much, Katrina. Uh, pleased and honored to be part of this podcast.
0: Okay, great. And just to start our conversation, I want to ask you maybe you can share something about yourself, where were you born uh, or where, where did you grow up or what are the things that you currently do? Just tell us a little bit more about yourself.
1: All right. Yeah. So um, as you introduced myself there, my name is Lainas Wahome, Kenyan citizen, born and bred in Kenya. Uh, specifically, um, I was born in Nairobi, Kenya, but then I grew up in a small local town called Ngata Rongai where I spent my entire life up until I finished my university and moved on to um, the city so Currently, I am the CEO of uh, Manpro Systems Limited, which is a tech company in the construction space.
0: Uh, Great. And uh, you seem to have a very interesting story. So you were born in Nairobi, and then, uh, Linus, you you said that actually you grew up up in a small town, not in Nairobi, not in the capital. Um, Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about your schooling years. Where did you go to school? Did you attend school in this little town? And um, were there any challenges? Challenges or any obstacles you faced while you were getting your education, while you were getting educated?
1: Right. So I went to school. My schooling started actually in um, a local public school within my small town, Ngatarungai. The school was Ngatarungai Primary School, where um, I went through my... Uh, lower primary school um, until class uh, five, as we call it here. And then I transitioned to a private school uh, for my upper primary until I did my Kenya certificate of primary education, KCP, which is a final exam that marks the transition from primary to high school. Um, Those early years of my primary school, especially in the public uh, school, were very challenging. I think school fees was very very low but it was a challenge just being able to get the school fees required every term i think sometimes also uh just being able to afford a meal on a daily basis was a challenge but uh thankfully we didn't we didn't sleep hungry but uh we could skip a couple of meals here and there during the day just to be able to make sure that we have a meal in the evening. day. Uh, but then when I transitioned to uh, pri- my, the private school, uh, so my dad had gotten um, a better job and uh, so economically we were a bit uh, a bit better off than the, in those previous years and this is what now enabled me to go to the private school and do my KCP there.
0: And uh, is it is it common is it is it very common for people or is it only um, was it only your situation where you said that it was quite challenging for you because also the family had to pay the fees for the schools. Um, so is, is it very common in Kenya and um, do everyone um, pay for their
1: school fees? I mean, back then it was very challenging because. Um I mean, everyone had to pay for their school fees. And it was common, like in my class, to have half the class not being able to report to school you know, in any given term because uh, parents were just not able to raise the fees required, much as it was very low. But um, thankfully to what the government has done in the past couple of years, Uh, Now, uh, basic education, which is a primary education, is actually free and compulsory. So uh, young people, children are able to go and get a basic education without necessarily having to pay anything. The challenge, though, is um, sometimes I feel like the quality of education is compromised because of the student to teacher ratio, uh, where you can have close to, you know, uh, 50, 60 or even a hundred kids in a class with only one teacher.
0: Yes, I think that's great progress, and it's actually great to hear that basic primary education is free and it's compulsory for children. So that's that's really great progress. I also want to ask you in terms of you mentioned, um, yeah, sometimes uh, previously families struggled with fees, paying fees and also feeding children. Um, but also the housing, um, the housing conditions, did, did they also create an obstacle for children? For example, if families live in overcrowded space, did that create any problems for children to study and to go to school?
1: Yes, very much so, because um, like in my specific case, I remember during those days of lower primary, uh, we didn't have electricity and um, I mean, there was homework to be done every evening and a lot of it (laughs) for that matter. Uh, So you had to find a way of Finishing your homework, you know, before it's dark. Because then the the idea then was to try and use um, lamps that use paraffin in the house. And even even if I'm saying lamps, it's not like there were many. You only you only had one lamp, and uh, you know, cooking is going on. Uh, my brothers and sisters are also with me. So this little light was not really enough for us to be able to use all of us uh, in the evening to to uh, to do homework and you know to do the house chores that required to be done. But we were even the luckier ones because uh, our home were, were separated. A lot of my schoolmates were living like in very crowded houses, as you say, and just the noise that would come from, you know, neighbor, neighbors, neighboring houses, lack of furniture in the house. So it was very difficult for, for us to be able to actually read or do what you need to do after school, uh, which again went a long way to you know, impact the quality of life that people are living now. When I go back to my hometown and I meet with some of my friends, uh, it's sometimes a pity just to see how life has stand for many of them, because I think because of the lack of good foundation. Uh, They were not able to take advantage of the opportunities that were available and many of them ended up in in alcoholism and all these kind of vices and their quality of life is very low. But I look at it and see that where we were those days and the challenges we were going through has a lot to do with the kind of life they're living now.
0: Yes, that's a very true, Linus. The house sometimes is the foundation and, you know, some, so, sometimes these things become foundational and they actually influence the way of life and the way you live and they form you and they create these conditions which you find yourself in. So it's uh, for some, it's very, 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 very challenging. And um, I just wanted also to um, ask you, so we talked a little bit about primary education, and it's really great to hear that primary education is now free and children are really entitled to having the basic education. Um, uh, How does life look like or what is happening after you finish school and you want to continue with your education in Kenya? What are the chances you can get into universities and how? How do you how do you actually do that?
1: Um, yeah, so that's a good question. I think what has happened since uh, free primary education was introduced is that the government has been pushing for a hundred percent transition from primary to high school. Um, so high school is also they call it free, uh, but it's not actually completely free. I uh, could probably call it subsidized, um, and more so the tuition. But uh, parents still have to spend quite a bit. Uh, of course, they have to buy uniforms. Books are available. But um, again, as I said, the student-teacher ratio as well as book-student ratio is, uh, is very high. So you find that um, the transition is high between primary to high school. But then again, not everyone uh, transition. You can't say the same of the transition between high school to university. However, when it comes to transitioning from high school to University. The challenge there is that, as I said, number one, not everyone is able to afford what is the, the fees or the the money is required to go through high school. But then again, university is even more expensive uh, for those kind of parents. So what the government has also been trying to do is to push for technical or vocational education, because I think the way the society is cultured currently is that if you don't have a, uh, a degree from a university, um, then it's very difficult to get a job.
0: And uh, Linus, I just wanted to come back. So we talked a little bit about the educational system in Kenya, but I actually want to come back to you now and um kind of focus on you a little bit or uh, you are inter- an entrepreneur, you are uh, heading a company, but what has really made you successful? What do you think? What difference, you know, what, what things made a difference in your life that you are uh, managed to really start your own business and become a business person?
1: All right, good question, thanks. First of all, I'm not sure I can see, I see success as a journey and really not a destination. And clearly I haven't arrived. So I don't know whether I qualify to call myself successful, but um, I have been able to do um, one or two things uh, from my entrepreneurship point of view what has enabled me to get into pre- entrepreneurship I think it goes back to what you introduced earlier you know home I think I, it goes back to to my parents and how I grew up so I mentioned how in my lower primary it was very challenging life was very challenging because our economic status was very low. Um, and I saw my parents really put in a lot of effort in whatever they were doing. So my dad was employed, but my mom was was actually a housewife, but very, very entrepreneurial. And by entrepreneurial, I mean, she. I, she, I saw her engage in different kind of businesses just to make sure that we had food every day. And these school fees, no, no matter how small it was, um, was available for us. So she could sell uh, clothes. Uh, she could get into construction business, supplying of materials, just different kind of things that would enable her to uh, get a coin at the end of the day. She vended food. And for me, those early years, just seeing the hard work and seeing how business was rescuing our situation on a daily basis, literally, um, I think planted a seed in me and made me you know, just admire people who are in business. So I remember, you know, growing up when I actually, for example, when I got into high school, during my holidays, I found myself doing a lot of uh, business. Uh, for example, I was selling chaco to our local uh, hotels you know, and, and, and cafes. So I'd be... Every holiday, I'd be the supplier of charcoal to all those, you know, restaurants. Uh, in campus, I remember engaging in jewelry business. I did not need my parents to give me any pocket money because I'd go and buy all these jewelry, earrings and stuff like that and come to and sell it to my to my classmates and make quite a handsome return and that helped me, uh, you know, be able to get get my own uh, pocket money. So fast forward to After Campus and I think that same entrepreneurial bug, you know, hit me and I saw opportunities everywhere. Now, the thing is, my dad was in uh, IT. And back then, as you can imagine, it was very, very nascent days of technology. But that interest of technology, I think, was also birthed. And I ended up doing IT as uh, my undergraduate. And so transitioning to entrepreneurship with an IT background was very easy because every, or every problem I saw or every challenge or every opportunity I came across, I was looking at it from an IT point of view. And that's how I ended up you know, uh, starting Manpro uh, in the construction space, but from a tech point of view
0: great uh, thank you very much for explaining your journey and i also like the way you you, you describe this kind of business um, thing and you as a entrepreneurship bug you know that's something that you had there from the very beginning And uh, maybe just to uh, to wrap up our conversation and kind of to close that, you did mention that a few times in in your responses, Linus, but maybe you can just reiterate it a little bit more and explain uh, what role did home play and continues to play in your life, in um, your business, in your education that you had? So what was the role of home? And uh, what does home actually mean to you?
1: Good questions. Uh, Good questions there. So, home Um, and the role it plays. I think home is a place where beliefs are shaped. Um, It's a place where you get nascent ideas about what life could be in future. As you you know, children learn a lot by seeing as compared to what they're being told. So depending on your environment that you call home and what you see, that shapes your worldview. Um, and as I said, if I look at my friends right now, the worldview they have has a lot to do with those early days. Uh, so for me, I think home is supposed to be a place where there's peace. Uh, I think life can be quite chaotic. Uh, there's a lot of uh, battling and fighting that happens out of home. And so for me, home should be that place or is that place that I go back to and find peace and solace. Um, Home should be a place of laughter and joy. Unfortunately, that is not the case for many Kenyans. Um, I'm sure also around the world, probably not the case for many families for a myriad of reasons. But to the extent possible, I think home should be that place where you find peace, you find joy, you find laughter. Uh, we're a place that allows you to be yourself. Again, you don't have to prove anything to anyone. You just need to be you. Um, the simple things of life should be enjoyed within the context of home, uh, because. I think life out there also has a lot of showbiz and a lot of uh, a lot of fakeness, so to say. So home is that place where you can be real, you can be true to yourself, and enjoy the simple thing. And I believe by so doing, that then enables you to be more product, to be more productive out there. And I think this COVID season, home has been appreciated a lot more because people spent a lot of time outside of. Home. You know, some were actually running away from home and the challenges, you know, that prevail at home. But with COVID, we have been forced to come and stay in that house with, you know, with your family. And if there were challenges, address the challenges that be. But, but again, I think COVID has helped us to appreciate what home is and what home should be. And for me, with the journey that I've taken with entrepreneurship, it has been very, very important to have a peaceful home with my family. I'm so thankful to my wife and my kid because they have given me the support I need or I have needed in this entrepreneurial journey. As you can imagine, you know, starting a business is never easy. They too have had to pay a price. They have had to do without me, you know, most evenings or just have the kind of life they'd want to have because financially we are not there yet. But when it comes down to who we are, I think home helps us to to reconnect and, and just enjoy life. Yeah, so I think... Those, those, I wish that everyone would be able to focus much as we focus on business and build big brands out there. We should put even more effort um, at home because, after all, you said and done, you know, it is your home and your people that you go back to, and that will actually define how happy your life If there's any success in life, I think it's about being able to build a family and a home that. People are proud to come back to me every evening.
0: That's a very nice way of putting that line, I I think it's a very good wrap up to our conversation. I think, yes, the home is the foundation for many things in life, but then it's also a lot of times the joy and success and everything that you. can experience in life that also comes from home and it should be a place of strength that really helps you to recover to be energized and to come home after a hard day and just really be energized and spend time uh, where you can be yourself and with people that know you most of all so thank you very much, Liners, for this conversation. It was really very interesting to talk to
1: you. Thank you, Katrina. I appreciate it. And I also enjoyed it. Um, thank you for the time.
0: Thank you. And bye.
1: Goodbye. Thank you.
0: Home matters to humans. You've listened to the Home Sapiens podcast produced by Habitat for Humanity. It is part of the Build Solid Ground project funded by the European Union.